Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, Columbus has a lot of character to it. From Comfest to COSI, there are a myriad of topics, issues, inside jokes, and even memes that every Columbusite should be aware of. 614 enthusiast Doug Pauheida, the man behind the satirical Twitter account Fake Dispatch, graces us this week with a high-level survey of what makes the city great and sometimes not so great. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Also, the Confluence Cast is on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com or at patreon.com slash confluence. The Confluence cast is sponsored this week by the Gateway Film Center. Gateway Film Center is a nonprofit cinema committed to supporting storytellers and amplifying the impact of their work in our community. Join them at the Film Center this season as they celebrate these artists with a retrospective of unique stories from their partners at A24 and new independent stories premiering this summer. To plan your next visit, visit gatewayfilmcenter.org. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here virtually with Doug Pauheida, a Columbus enthusiast, and I'm going to go ahead and refer to him as our resident expert on all things memes and conversation topics and issues that are unique to Columbus and sometimes not so unique to Columbus. Expert. That's, you know, you're going out on a limb here. I am. I am. The authority that he brings here is Doug is the uh, uh, curator and personality of the Twitter handle Fake Dispatch, which was previously an anonymous account. Doug, first of all, how did you get started with uh, the Fake Dispatch account? Oh, you know, it was I was uh, for years. I was uh, uh, under the handle Holy One. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a blog and some other things and whatnot. And then I had a friend one day say something about the Columbus schools. And I was like, oh, it'd be great if there was an account where we uh, could say things uh, very similar to how the onion might, but have it be Columbus centric. Mm. So I think I, I, my very first tweet was something about Columbus schools being out, uh, and except your school, uh, I should dig <laughs> that up. Uh, but, um, but then it just started from there, and I always, back in the old days, back when there was only 140 characters, I, everything started with the word breaking and a colon, <laughs> and that like that ate into how many characters I could use, and each tweet was like professionally crafted, and I was so happy, and then people were like, why are you starting everything with breaking? It sucks. It's like, <laughs> ugh. And, and you are, so give us your background. Who are yeah, you? Yeah, so um, I grew up uh, you know, close to Columbus. I'm from Lancaster, Ohio. I uh, went to Ohio University. Uh, I came up to Columbus when I started working for COSI, and I had mm-hmm. what was the greatest job in the world because um, COSI had a traveling exhibit called uh, Science of Sports, and okay. I traveled with that uh, from uh, town to town across the United States, Boston, Denver, Omaha, uh, and the, <laughs> that was that the exhibit was known because it had rats that played basketball, and you can go still see to COSI and see rats that play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um 
And uh, I came back to Columbus, came off the road, uh, worked for COSI, uh, and I was part of the team that built uh, the COSI on the riverfront. Okay. Um, I even, uh, that team kind of broke off and became a company called Roto uh, out of Dublin, and they do uh, hands-on exhibits uh, for, you know, uh, children's museums and science museums and aquarium. They do a lot of different fun stuff. Uh, worked for them for a while. And now I'm in uh, the financial institutions of the world right now, so... Okay. You're in banking. Yeah. It's your job. Yeah. It's your day job. My friends love to say, oh, you're a banker. Great. <laughs> I think a lot of this is going to be opinion-based. Is the old COSI better than the new COSI? I would say... There is a correct answer. I would here. say that the answer is that is, in our memories, a better place. You know, we... Yes. You know, most of the people that, uh, you know, go to new COSI and say it's nothing like the old COSI is they're absolutely correct. Old COSI was this very fun niche kind of you know everything was crammed together uh mm -hmm. you know you couldn't turn without running into something that you know a new another exhibit or something else um right. it was an old building there were weird stairwells uh i mean it was just it was a very unique experience and then um you know and i can't speak for the whole team but you know as we were moving uh the, from the old building to the uh, to the riverfront we needed more space and so you know we've got that new cosi has got a lot of space, and some people would say it's empty. And, you know, they've spent the last, oh, boy, 23 years. New cosi is 23 years old. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the <laughs> other thing. When people are saying old cosi, it's like, well, which old cosi are you talking about now? Like when cosi first opened? Because they spent a lot of time and energy trying to fill those empty spaces, you know, make the hallways a more exciting place. So I would say that, you know, old cosi was, was, was great. Uh, new cosi is very good um and you know it's just a different experience and i can absolutely see why people like the old cosi and i still say new cosi should build a stinking coal mine just build i was literally another going coal, to mine. Up the coal mine coal yep so yes so there's that yeah. <laughs> so you have provided this is not just me off the top of my head you have provided a list of things that you did a brain dump of like here are the Columbus things, and I want to punch through them. Yeah. What is the Noon God? Oh, so uh, Noon God, as we all are aware in uh, Columbus and surrounding uh, uh, suburbs and counties and throughout the state of Ohio, Wednesday you have the tornado siren. And for some reason, it just felt like uh, everybody was always scared. It's like, oh, my gosh, noon! it's, it's noon. I forgot. And it's like <laughs> Noon God is the perfect... Uh, you know, that, that tornado siren. Also, I think other people call it the big woo. Um, right. you know, everybody is aware of it. And it just seems like the perfect opportunity to base a religion around this, you know, siren that, you know, that, that comes out once a week, like a lot of other religions. And then, you know, when you need them the most, <laughs> there they are for you. Um, and that people forget about them until they, they, you know, until they absolutely need them. So, yeah, Fake Dispatch uh, posts a, a, a Noon God, you know, not as Noon God. Noon God is Noon God. Uh, right. But, uh, but a, reverent, a reverence, oh, too. Oh, absolutely, yes. It's just like, you know, let's, let's pay Noon God the respect that uh, it deserves. The character that it sort of changed, at least in my mind, and maybe I'm unique in this, during the pandemic, that we were all in our homes and so we were all much more attuned mm -hmm. to the environments around us and uh, you're absolutely right i think that's true and that it became kind of more significant like it was almost like okay every day we're gonna do wine with the wine mm -hmm. 
And at noon on Wednesdays, we have something else we can depend on. Yeah, and I think that, you know, more people were probably home with their pets, you know, mainly their dogs. And it's like, oh, God, the dog's barking. Or you've mm-hmm. got, if you've got a noon meeting and curse you people that have noon meetings, you know, that it's like, oh, i got to wait till the siren stops before I can continue. So Absolutely. And a lot of this is going to be things that everyone is mostly aware of. But what is Columbus Pizza? Like, how, how would you define oh, it? Oh, so, I mean, you know, and, and again, this is something that's all across the United States is everybody's, you know, what is the best pizza? And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, whose mom is the best mom? It's like, of course, it's my mom is the best mom. Your mom, right. close second. But, you know, uh, but like <laughs> Columbus has, you know, has a, a nice wide variety of pizza. Now, obviously, anybody coming to Columbus, moving to Columbus for school or for work, you know, will be like, why the hell is all this pizza flat and cut into squares? And it's like, right. like well, that's, you know, I think that's St. Louis style is how that technically would be defined. But yes. it's like, I love, I grew up in Lancaster and we had Fat Cat's Pizza, uh, which I don't think exists anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, but, uh, but like that pizza was so good. Cracker crust and, you know, Columbus has a great number of locations for, for that kind of pizza. But then you've got like, you know, Adriaticos and Hound Dogs and like there's a ton of, of different pizza in Columbus, it's good, and it's just you know I love to see just to stand back and watch people fight about things because about pizza because <laughs> you know what else are you going to do? You're going to say no, sorry, you're wrong because I'm right about my pizza. So exactly, getting into a little bit more negative of a topic, <laughs> you had wrote down CPD helicopter. Oh here. God, yeah. Uh, it should be noted that Columbus. Is is unique in that we have more helicopter, more police helicopters per capita than I believe any other city in the country. Mm-hmm. The conversation topic here, though, is not that. No, I mean it's just that like um, we used to have where I live up in Westerville, the Columbus police hopped the the pilot or somebody knew somebody in my neighborhood and okay. would fly over. You know, once a week and like you could see him waving out and it's like I, I if I could remember correctly, I could probably put it on the calendar that it was always like, you know, Sunday afternoon at three o'clock that it's just like, oh, there's a helicopter. And for most people in Columbus, when you hear the helicopter, you see the bright light shining down. It's chasing a car. Uh, right. But, you know, it's like he was always flying up there. We recently had the, you know, the helicopter pilots that were, you know, using the helicopters to draw uh, the uh, the initials for the uh, CPD. Uh, right. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, in downtown Columbus over, you know, disadvantaged neighborhoods, it's like, you know, they don't need you to be flying over top of here for fun. Um, you know, it yeah. seems like, oh, well, this is not what we gave you these yes, for. Yes. So, yeah, that. Yeah. There's that. Uh, Columbus driving. Mm. Uh, Columbus. There, there is a sub list here of just everything that you're like, what happens when it rains? people that don't have license plates oh yeah like there's just let, let, let's just go off on i it. think you know the the number one thing is that the people that think columbus has bad traffic obviously have never lived somewhere where the traffic can be very bad and we definitely have spots that are bad and people are you know then there's the whole like hey uh can't we just add a couple more lanes to, to fix this. And I would say that Columbus has done, you know, a pretty good job in some areas of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, fixing some traffic areas, but some places, you know, anywhere that, uh, 270 intersects with 70 or 71, it's going to be a mess no matter what. Right. Uh, why 
I think I know why, but you wrote AM820 bumper stickers. Oh, my good. Here. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's a stereotypical make fun of a group of people because if you're driving on a road that has a 55-mile-an-hour uh, speed limit and you come upon somebody whose uh, blinker is on and they're going 40 miles an hour, more than likely, it's be, you know, they've got an AM820 uh, radio the, the religious yeah. radio station. <laughs> yeah. I think they have done a fantastic job distributing bumper stickers, possibly only second to CD 92.9, mm-hmm. which we all still, and I think rightfully so, refer to as CD 101. Yeah. From a branding perspective, that's not great. Sorry, Randy. Yep. Uh, I'll have you on <laughs> soon. You're on my list. Additionally, you know, the potholes that are in the city... The fact that, you know, the first snow of the year happens and everybody forgets how to how to drive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it can be it can be a mess. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, I, I think that people even more recently have complained. And it's like it feels like drivers are getting worse. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know if Columbus is that bad. I mean, there are bad drivers. Potholes can definitely be a problem. But, you know, it seems like that they fix them pretty quickly. They, there's always that, like, three days of potholes where they first emerge. Right. And everybody seems surprised that it's happened. But, you know, I, def- I saw this year there was an, a friend of mine. Boy, they hit a pothole that gave them a flat. And they pull over to fix their flat. And there's four other cars there that all have flats <laughs> as well. And it's like, you know. Yes. Fortunately, we, Those are the emergency ones. Yeah. The emergency potholes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's like there should be, yeah, there should definitely be some kind of warning system for that. Because you're not going to be on twitter and see that there's a pothole somewhere you know it's like you find you come home and come to twitter to complain about it absolutely and so that's hence what pete what you hear about you aren't hearing about like i had a very pleasant smooth drive to work today you put here uh people saving their spots for fireworks both red white and boom and neighborhoods and while that may be true i think that there is one community in particular that on the fourth of july puts out chairs, or excuse me, ahead of the 4th of July, puts out their chairs for their parade before any other. And so I would like to give a hat tip. Maybe this should be like a, uh, a, a, the Columbus Awards. <laughs> uh, Upper Arlington reserves their, you know, four by three sections for their four lawn chairs mm-hmm. uh, a week, a week ahead of time. Yeah. Well, someday you're going to go out there and you'll be like, oh, I see you're a month out reserving your spot for the parade. It's like, no, 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 no. This is for next year's parade. Right. Really <laughs> digging in. Absolutely. So number of breweries that we have. Oh, yeah. it's. I think it's great. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it just at some point it feels like I don't know what that what the uh, economic term for that is. But at some point it feels like we're going to reach a tipping point and then like, you know, mm-hmm. the breweries are just going to all close down and then they'll just be one. Uh, but no, it's great. I mean, there's a, just a ton of craft brew in the city. Uh, and that's the other thing is it's like, I feel like someday the, the names are going to run out. They're going to, you know, it's like how many funny names can you make with hops? And it, you know, it's like, I think everybody's testing the limit, but it's just great that you can, and I haven't done it myself, but there's definitely like, you know, these uh, the brewery trails or whatever, where there's uh, you get a little stamp that when you go to one of 12 different breweries or yeah. something like that. Um, that's very fun. You know, I love it that when, you know, local businesses can, you know, do something <laughs> that involves alcohol. But, uh, you know, it, it <laughs> just feels like that there's, you know, definitely a community uh, with that and that I'm, you know, I say more the merrier. You have here on the list Ohio Against the World, 
semicolon Columbus against Ohio. Right. So I think, you know, everybody is in Ohio likes this idea because it feels like, you know, Ohio uh, gets a bad rap. You know, we're a flyover state. Uh, mm-hmm. We get made fun of. But like people that live in Ohio know that Ohio is a great state and we've got some great things here. And screw all you guys, you know, we'll, we're, we'll stand up and uh, face all of you in a fist fight, all the other 49 states, uh, just because, you know, we're, I think we're very proud of Ohio. But then once you start taking, once you, you know, get in the room and you're just having Ohio, it's like, then it feels like it's Columbus against Ohio because, you know, it's like Columbus, uh, you know, it's like you've got Cincinnati and Cleveland. They get some of the bigger concerts. It's like, come on, Columbus. Columbus is right, right here. We've got a great music scene. You know, uh, besides the basement, we've got some great uh, uh, places to have <laughs> concerts. Um, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, and sadly, you know, we don't have to, you could put this a show in itself, but like, you know, it's like we don't have, you know, a professional football team and we don't have a professional basketball team. And, you know, it's great. We've got uh, the Blue Jackets and the crew. But, you know, I mean, it's like, sadly, you know, you get the cred when you've got, you know, some other major sports team. And, and because we've got the Ohio State football team, it's like, you know, it's like everybody's like, you know what? We don't need any any other professional teams. We've got, you know, we've got the Buckeyes and we're happy with that. Uh, and we'll deal well, with that. Well, and by extension, I think that a lot of, you know, certainly the new uh, stadium helps for the crew. Mm-hmm. But our teams aren't that great other than Ohio State. Well, now, come on. The crew just won, you know, two years ago. That's fair. Well, I I, sorry, let me rephrase. (laughs) The the attention given to our professional sports teams is not necessarily at the level that we give to Ohio State. Right. And I can, you know, as much as I say that, you know, I'm a big fan of Columbus and everything, ask me how many crew games I've been at to the new stadium. How many? Zero. Okay. And that's my fault. It's a great that is, stadium. That is my it's fault. Great. And, you know, I do need to get over there. But, you know, I'm one of the I'm one of the problems when it's like, you know, you got to fill the stands. You got to sell tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I d- definitely need to get over there. I don't know if they're, like, you know, priced for me or if they had some kind of uh, buy a ticket, get three beers free. That might help me get in the door. But uh, Right. But, uh yeah, so I think you know it's I love the teams and I and I'm uh, I'm supportive of them outside of the fact that I'm not supportive because you need to buy tickets to really support the team. So, absolutely, you have written here counting down until Jim Ganahl retires. Oh my God, Jim Ganahl, he just needs to go away. <laughs> no, and the, the only reason I I mean Columbus uh, Columbus news stations, sadly, I think just because the nature of television, you know, we as a kid it was like you watch the local news and it felt like you know you'd watch yeah you'd watch the 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 six o'clock news or the five th- or whatever and then the national news would come on and then like the 11 o'clock news because you had to watch that because that came on before the late shows but it was like you know uh uh i remember oh god doug adair mona scott uh mm-hmm. you know all these like like way back when and jim ganahl he was way back you know with them long time ago and i met jim ganahl when i was in fourth grade yeah yeah like and I am not a young man anymore. <laughs> I will dispute the idea that he just needs to go. I don't agree with that. But yeah, he is. A, a, I will refer to him as a mainstay. Yep. And this is a, a shout. I my positive shout out. Yeah. For him, I would just say I lost my faith in, in Jim Ganahl when he said that uh, global climate change was caused by solar flares. 
and I was just like, oh, come on, dude. Did dude. that really happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can look that up. I think, uh, okay. I think uh, solar flares, uh, it's something to do with the sun. He definitely, you know, and it's like. Come, well, it is something to do with the sun. <laughs> like, let's, you know, that's. So let's acknowledge that. Right. But like, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you're a man of the community. You're a man of people consider you a scientist. And he's like, you know, just a kind of a doubter. And it's like, oh, man, Jim, come on. Couches on porches, which is not a thing that they can do anymore. Right. Oh, or am I wrong? About I don't that? know if they. Yeah. If uh, we used to have them and then and this was primarily around the campus area. And then there was a couple of years where there was a couple of riots after Michigan games and I think I will I will fact check this that the city outlawed couches on or like couches that are meant to be inside from being on front mm. porches anymore yeah I mean but, but it is a thing we dealt with yep. if that's the worst and thing now we dealt it's with. uh you look when you drive down that you see you know the yards that are all stomped flat uh, and muddy and there's a beer pong table out there that's that's the yes that's what they yes. move to they like let's sell the couch and and buy not an as old much fire ping pong though. table and cut it in half. We are known, I think, nationally uh, for the Arnold Sports Festival. Mm-hmm. I think many folks. I actually went this year. I think the first time, and what a spectacle it was! Mm-hmm. But what it does to the restaurants in the area, and you know, hopefully, most of it's positive, right? Yeah. That like this is a, a weekend or a week rather that's going to have basically guaranteed revenue for these folks. Uh, our chicken breast industry does really <laughs> well at that time, but it should, it, you know, we're basically just sort of noting it here. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, just to, tons to of people coming in. And I think, you know, and that's the other thing is I would say that Columbus is very welcoming. Um, I've seen, you know, I, I know that there's, you know, some, some bad players out there sometimes, but even, you know, when visiting people come in town for the, you know, for the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, for, for that fest for, you know, Ohio State football games, it's like, you know, it seems like most of the time we're very welcoming. You'll see people wearing different jerseys in a restaurant. You'll say hi to them, ask them where they're coming from. You know, I've seen that Mm -hmm. on a lot of different occasions that we're a very welcoming place. And that, you know, it's, I think that, you know, that's what most people are like. We're just, you know, kind of friendly folk. Yes. And we could probably spend an entire episode on this, but let's talk about ComFest. Oh, yes. I was at ComFest uh, this year, um, uh-huh. and I mean, it was just great to be back out there. I think that it's, uh, you know, number one, it's uh, in its own right. I, I don't know the history of it, but it seems like, you know, that it's just like this very interesting gathering of like uh, uh, the, like whoever runs ComFest. It's a very interesting collection of like who gets what, what band is going to get picked to be on this stage and at what time and that there's a lot of. You know, politics oh, around it. Oh, there's politics in that. Oh, yeah. And then, like, absolutely, they uh, they stopped allowing uh, people to bring their own coolers and stuff one year because obviously, you know, you want to get your your cup. And I was oh, I was extremely disappointed this year because uh, they changed the size of the Comfest mug. I mean, I think previously it was probably well, that was four years. ago. Was it four years? Okay, because I haven't been. Was- I probably haven't been for about. Uh, six years, including, a you know, the friend of mine made rest in peace, 32 ounces oh. T-shirt. The brief history is that Comfest was founded in 1972, very similar format, but it was actually held at a. I don't think it exists anymore. Wait, yes, it does, because the church is still there. It was held at basically 16th Avenue and about half a block 
east of High Street. So they're basically behind where the old Bernie's was. Mm. And this is will have a fitting tra- uh, transition for me here in a minute. But that's where it was originally held. And, and when I was younger, that space was used for uh, anti-racist action festival. But then it moved to Goodale Park at some point. And I do actually have on my list to have uh, Candy Watkins, one of the organizers of Comfest, on mm-hmm. here to sort of give, give the high-level history. Let's note a couple other things just so that it ends up in the transcript. Are turkey legs gone from Comfest? I don't see. That's the thing. Uh, I did not. I don't. I think could. I, I don't think I saw. I that. got my pad thai. I got my corn dog, but no, I didn't see any turkey Aww. legs. So uh, the transition there then is OSU camp. You, what you wrote is OSU campus used to be better when it was awful. <laughs> yes. As someone who grew up on North Campus, I absolutely agree. <sighs> I mean, the fact that we used to have to have thick steel cables running down the sidewalk to keep people mm-hmm. from walking into traffic or being, you know, accidentally tripping drunkenly into traffic with yeah. the paddy wagons at, you know, every every other block there'd be paddy wagons and you would never you couldn't walk by one without seeing some drunk person in the back of there, you know, just like, "Oh god, why did I steal that bowling trophy?" And it wasn't just, and we're not just talking about football Saturdays. Mm -mm. Like, this was, like, every Friday and Saturday night. Specifically, where those guardrails were Mm -hmm. was South Campus, which, let's talk about that really quick and get into the fact that, like, all those bars, I believe through Eminent Domain, were all torn down Mm -hmm. at the same time. We then got a desert for exactly four years how long is the normal person in college yeah. four years so that no one remembered what these old campus bars were and now we have the south campus gateway yeah. there and you know that sticks and bricks has slowly moved north and i think we're now up to lane and high and i can only imagine it's going to keep going yeah and so. I've never been uh, I've never been pepper sprayed in a Starbucks, but I definitely was pepper sprayed <laughs> in a in mean Mr. Mustard's uh, one night when a fight broke out. And, they, and it was like, what are you doing? Everybody was like, you know, heading for the door and coughing. And it's like that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. The good old days. <laughs> the the bad old days. As they say. <laughs> you have a list here of uh, Columbus art, public art. I'll let you work your way through the list. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that Columbus is is awesome for art. I mean, uh, the CCAD is a wonderful art school, and I think they're probably, like, you know, top three, top five in the United States for art school. So, you know, you got a Mm -hmm. lot of extremely creative people, but, you know, uh, just outside of CCAD, they've got their giant uh, sculpture that says art. Uh, Obviously, you know, uh, in Dublin, you got the concrete corn. Uh, the Otherworld Museum is stinking awesome. And, like, we've got, you know, uh-huh. like, fun, weird things like the, the bronze deer uh, down on the riverfront, uh, the giant gavel, the stainless steel gavel that's out in front of the courthouse. So, I mean, you know, and I think that there's, you know, giant murals in places. We've got that big uh, electronic head, or like, that you can, you know, get scan mm. your face and see your down yes. at the convention center. So, I mean, I love, you know, the local artists, the little shops. Um, you know, the, it, that there's just a ton of art. And, you know, even with, uh, you know, it, it's it, most of it is pretty cheap, too. You can pick up some, you know, something from a local artist that you can, you know, be proud to have in your home. 
uh, and it's just like it's everywhere and it's just wonderful. You have a sub list here of things that are, I think, basically from Reddit memes. Oh, yeah. And that's that's, you know, it's like any if you're in Columbus, you know, you should at least check out the subreddit only because, uh, you know, so on it's reddit.com and they have subreddits or, you know, uh, these sub subsections. Uh, and one of those is Columbus. A lot of mm-hmm. interesting things on there in, in sort of two different formats. One that is if you go to the wiki page, endless links to things in Columbus from, you know, restaurants and bars and uh, calendars of events and everything. And it's like that is a mecca of like if you don't know what to do, get in there, click around and find out. The, right. the main half of that, though, is basically the interactions of people posting things about Columbus, um, you know, and it's like people, you know, either complaining about stuff or people bringing uh, things uh, to our attention that we should, uh, you know, that we should be uh, putting, you know, putting effort into changing. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you've got a lot of stupid stuff that goes on down in there. But like, you know, the, it's got its own sub memes of Columbus. Like everybody is always uh, the, there's a Burger King on fourth that is traditionally like, I don't know how it's not shut down, but it's got the worst service ever. They'll like, you know, the lights will all be on and there'll be eight people in line and nobody will be serving food or there'll be a handwritten sign up that's poorly misspelled that says. Is this the Burger King on fifth? I think, is it on fourth? Fourth It's like in uh, Grand, near Grandview? I think it's fifth. Okay. I think. We will verify this. But then they've also got, like, there's a, a car and probably a couple of them in Columbus where somebody will go around and uh, recycle pallets. And they don't, have a, right. they don't have a truck. They've got a car. And they'll have, you know, six or seven. So people <laughs> love to take post- photos of that. Uh, Big Russ, there's a guy that has a license plate that says Big Russ. And I'm not 100% sure who Big Russ is. I'm not sure if it's, like, if he's a, if he's a rapper or uh, if he is a, a celebrity in some way, shape, or form. Or just a personality. Yeah, this like guy. The, I mean, like the Buckeye guy. Yeah, or? oh, yeah. It's like uh, this uh, Big Russ has uh, Cookie Monster painted uh, airbrushed on his on his truck. And so people will post sightings of that. So it's always fun to be like you go to the subreddit, you see people complaining about stuff, uh, and then you'll see like one of these fun memes and you can be like, ah, life is life is whole again. Absolutely. I want to make sure, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, I hope that you do, but I end every episode by asking folks what they think Columbus is doing well and what they think Columbus is maybe not doing so well. I, Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you've got an opinion, let's go. Oh God, I don't know if I have an opinion. I mean, I think that, you know, Columbus, I, I would say that Columbus does a pretty good job of supporting the um, LGBTQ community. I would say that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel that people are supportive. I, you know, I, I, I would hope that, you know, that it feels like a safe environment and that a lot of companies will definitely stand behind um, the needs of that community. So I really feel like uh, that's great, especially because, man, that dude parade is still around. And that is like one of the most fun things uh and uh you know th- we've got our yearly for pride month you know we'll have uh the pride parade which i was mm-hmm. glad to see came back i think it was gone last year so um you know i think that's what we're doing a pretty good job of and then what aren't we doing so well oh gosh getting that professional football team uh no um <laughs> you know i, I don't want to beat up the politicians but it just feels like uh that it doesn't matter who the mayor is it doesn't feel like you know it doesn't matter if they're democrat or republican it just feels like nothing ever happens or if things are happening it feels a little 
backwards. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it feels like again it kind of stinks because we've got all these outside Columbus politicians coming into our you know downtown area, and you know their opinions don't really you know match how I think I feel and how a lot of folks in Columbus feel. But uh, uh-huh. you know, it's just you know it's too bad that things. Have, it feels like that Columbus, if we could you know if we actually ruled the place, things would be a lot better, right? Uh, right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I could be doing a better job at a lot of things, but instead I just complain. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Doug, I appreciate your time today. Hope to have you on again so that we can talk about everything that is that is Columbus, unique or not. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite Reddit user. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. Our producer is Philip Cogley. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.